Welcome to another episode of Colorado Blurred Girl. I hope that you have been having a great week so far and are ready for another exciting weekend. Um, Oh man, we're finally starting to hit a groove, I guess, right? As scary as that might be, (laughs) the normalcy of it. And I just think with that in mind, to all of the seniors that are missing graduations or that miss their proms and all that kind of stuff, I know it's a super bummer. I My heart is bleeding for you guys if you were into any of that kind of stuff because I know I had a good time at mine when I was growing up. So we'll figure out a way to make it up to you, right? We'll As a community, we got to come together really put on our thinking caps and figure out a way to still celebrate all of the achievements of our seniors and graduating class of 2020 for sure. So anyways, you lovely people that listen to this podcast, think about it. Remember that those people still need to be celebrated, even if we aren't having like a major ceremony. (laughs) And since graduating was kind of on my mind this week in general, I definitely have been thinking a lot about education and just ways that I learn, like ways that I'm able to, I don't know, I guess study and pick up new skills. I'm trying to learn Japanese and I super lucked out because right before the shutdown and everything, I had checked out a book about learning Japanese that's like an old school, like almost the kid style where it gives you learn how to write it and the like definition and all the good stuff. It's like a workbook rather than just like Japanese for dummies or any of that kind of stuff. So I've been able to have it for a bit of an extended amount of time. (laughs) But hopefully you guys are taking advantage of this little bit of extra time that we have to do something challenging, pick up something that you've maybe been putting off because things have been more hectic in your everyday life. This gives us a good chance to just like totally switch up the pace in general, I'd say. And just make it the new normal, I guess, you know? Ugh, it's weird. I don't know. We'll get through it. Positivity. (laughs) Anyways, so with education on my mind, funny enough, tandemly, I've been also super diving in to isekai anime. So for people that aren't into anime, because I've been getting notes that people are like, yo, I don't have any idea what you're talking about with some of these words. So isekai anime is a genre type. It basically talks about when your main character is getting transported from their everyday normal situation into a new, completely different space. So it could be like a modern day character getting transported into like a world that is based out of a video game or maybe like a fantasy world or even like just the past, any sort of time travel deal. But basically you going from your normal life, having something happen to you that then instantly puts you into an alternate setting, basically. Like I love this genre in general. I, I don't know. It's one of my favorite genres for sure because it definitely has a lot of variety within like the template of the genre. And I think that's pretty interesting to watch how different creators are able to use 
the scenario of having somebody so thoroughly thrown into a space that they have no idea how to deal with and like how they're able to overcome that with either the skills that they had from their prior situation, which most of the time ends up being education or through like becoming kind of super powered because you're from an alternate dimension. So like for whatever reason, when you get zapped into this new place, you now like are a super boss at whatever it is you're doing, you know, which is always fun too in general, just to be able to come in and like have level 805 in a world where people are usually like a 50, you know, <laughs> like you can't be mad at that. So anyways, one of the animes, there's three that I really want to talk about today, but one of the ones that really I've been, it's putting out new episodes, which as most of you probably know, that if you are watching anime right now, we're going to start hitting the dry spell of the repercussions of everybody having to put production on hold a little bit. So I'm grieving with you. We will get through it and let's just go through the backlogs, right? <laughs> but so one of the series that has been currently airing new episodes is Ascendance of a Bookworm. This series just is so it's super cute. It's really just like light and airy in general. It's like there's deeper moments to it, but it's not one that's going to be super intense or heavy at all. If anything, it's more of like philosophically heavy than action heavy in general. So basically the main character ends up dying in her real life in modern day Japan. And after she dies, she gets reincarnated as this child in a world where it's kind of like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's not that it's super fantasy world. There is the fantasy aspect because mana does exist, but it's not like a part of everyday life. So it's more almost like Middle Ages setting than anything. But basically, because she's from modern day Japan, she has all this knowledge about like modern day things and is able to use that to her advantage to just like make her life better in general and her whole quest in anything is to be surrounded by books like being able to read and being able to be around literature in general is enough to get her through like any situation so I really enjoy that in order for there to be that sense of like conflict within the story by putting this girl who's like obviously way too smart for her years because she's supposed to be a child and she's doing all these things of like a grown modern day woman but like having it be that she's in an era where even like paper in general or like the ability to be literate is such a commodity that isn't afforded to the average person just like immediately you have somebody that's like all they care about is literature and literacy and they are in a world and situation where they now have no ability to truly do that. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just done so well and it's done in a way that helps to engage the viewer into how fun reading and books is or can be. 
if you look at it in the right perspective. So anyways, <laughs> I the other part of this in general that I really like that I've really been relating to, especially this week, man, technology has been like fighting me like nobody's business lately. But anyways, overcoming, <laughs> figuring out ways to overcome in these moments where all we're getting is struggle. Just fucking struggle. I don't know. Anyways, just instead of honestly, genuinely giving in to the frustration in the way you want them to or the way they should, and instead trying to problem solve and just take it as a moment to I don't know, genuinely like engage in our critical thinking again. I think I got super comfortable in just my routine, you know, just all these things that I felt like I was starting to just really get a handle on. And now most of those things got completely shut down, you know? So I just think that being able to watch a child sit here and try to figure out how she's going to be able to have a book And literally going at it from a base level process of like, I need to find somebody who knows how to read that will teach me how to read. And then once I can do that, then like I can figure out a way to create my own stories. And once I can create my own stories, then I can start making books. And like, if I can do that, then I'll be surrounded by books, which is my end goal, you know, like adapting to how the end goal is seen instead of being focused on like, I want to be in a, the like book of Congress or the library of Congress type book, you know, like, especially right now, we really being flexible is what will help us get through. I genuinely believe that. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to break right now with just giving you a book recommendation rather than, well, it's still commercial for the culture. Um, If you have not read The Children of Blood and Bone or The Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Adeyemi yet, you absolutely need to have that as your like quarantine listening list or reading list for sure. Like super good series, very, very entertaining the whole way through, definitely layered on the characters. I liked that it kind of has... I don't know, the style of the writing where each character is a chapter, like it jumps character perspectives for each chapter. I love that. That's one of my favorite ways that people write right now. So it's just really engaging. All of the main characters are super interesting. You just, who you're cheering for, how you want it all to turn out. I feel like it's constantly evolving as you're going deeper into the story. So definitely worth a read. You should super check it out. Um, But yeah, so that's our commercial for the culture for the beginning. (laughs) And on with our show. The second isekai anime that I have been going back to multiple times. I definitely watched it when it first came out but have rewatched it multiple times in general. I just find it really interesting. (laughs) Um, Is High School Prodigies Have It Easy Even in Another World. Super long title. Yes, I know. (laughs) Um, It is basically their 
are seven high schoolers that are savants in various fields, ranging from like there's a doctor, there's a businessman, there is like a magician illusionist kid, there's um, a samurai like swordsman girl, there's the doctor, there's a business, not a businessman, a politician, like a cyber girl who's like super good at robotics and tech and everything and oh and then the journalist slash ninja I think that's everybody (laughs) so basically these seven prodigies end up in a plane accident they don't really tell you how but their plane accident ends up transporting them to this fantasy world where they've been like summoned by some sort of spirit that wants them to help them so they, again, are put in a situation of more, like, middle-aged times. So they have the feudal system, like, kings, emperors, lords, all that kind of stuff, and commoners, and free, in quotation mark, people. So having these high schoolers who are, like, experts in this vast field, variety of fields, able to come in, like, all at once and engage with these people who are just not there yet I guess or just like are at different stages of cultural values and number one acknowledging that like in order for these prodigies to do the things that they would want to do in order to solve these situations they have to like rectify that it's going against a lot of the norms that they're like being put in in their scenario and so like I appreciate that the creators of the show acknowledge that fact that you can't just like jump into this world that does not do things like we do in this modern day situation and like change everything and there won't be repercussions for that or have people that would question you on like why those would be valid things for you to do you know like I appreciated that fact but also that they understood that having multiple characters that can be prodigies in one subject rather than it being that like one character comes in and it is the prodigy at everything in all things. I really like that aspect because it gets back into this thing that I like to remind myself of in general, especially like in life. Can't do it alone, you know, like There is nobody that I know of, at least at this point, that is so skilled in everything and anything that they could possibly come by that they're going to be able to get through it unscathed like a boss always, you know? Like, it is by being able to have others around you that are skilled at things that you're not as skilled at that we are able to, like, be better in general all around, you know? And I think especially right now, truly taking to heart that fact and remembering that like we still even though we're not able to like physically lean on each other right now making sure that we still are staying connected making sure that we are still relying on our humanity and not giving in to the despair and the woe and feeling like this will last forever you know like truly staying positive in the hope and like also remembering that we 
as a species are so resilient and so creative and just have so much potential. So like what we will do after the struggles and just like the difficulties that we're going through right now, like once we truly start working on this problem, the we are able to potentially create right now are vast. They're just, I don't know. That's just, we're infinite, you know? So don't stay hopeful. Remember that we're great. And I mean, we all see that, right? With all the TikToks and the social media, being able to watch what people are doing with this time to be able to give some light and joy and hope to other people while also like helping the ones that are needing it through food donations or like learning or just engagement activities, being able to reach out to your communities and like do the sidewalk chalk or I know in Denver, we do like the eight o'clock howl for our solidarity to the uh, healthcare people, you know, just like, we're just so great. (laughs) Humans in general can be so great. So just remembering that and remembering that when we work together, that's when we can like really do some good change. Anyways, I got kind of sidetracked (laughs) within that. Back to the show of the high school prodigies. I also really enjoy their focus as far as they, and an ascendance with the bookworm as well, the way they tie in politics, religion, and like cultural norms, basically, of how much influence all these things have on the everyday lives of people. And how if un, not necessarily unchecked, I don't want to say unchecked, even though that is kind of what I'm saying. So I would say unwatched, you know, like unquestioned, unquestioned. I like that. Okay. Unquestioned because blind faith, I think is such a dangerous thing, period. And I definitely am skeptical of a lot of things. I'm not a big conspiracy theory person in general. I like to hear what people say more so because I like to just think things through and see if it would make sense or not. But as far as like genuinely believing that those of us are doing everything in their power to like secretly just have our lives go to crap through all these weird devices and stuff. My own psyche can't allow me to. If I go down that rabbit hole, it'll just, it'll never end. But with that in mind, when you are listening to doctrines that are being preached to you, even by our politicians, by our leaders, by those that we just look up to, our mentors, you know, it doesn't have to be something extreme like a president or a prime minister or any of that kind of stuff. Even just like your the person in your neighborhood that you really look up to and want to be like and emulate, you know, like not taking every single thing that they say as, uh, as something that can be said and never proven wrong, I guess, you know, like, I think that's what I love about science in its base form so much in that it wants to constantly be tested simply for the fact of I want to be proven wrong because if I'm being proven wrong, simply 
that there is a better solution out there, which is what I want to know. That should be the goal, in my mind at least, as far as I want whatever I'm doing to be the best that I know how to do always, you know? And like, I feel like as humans, that's all we can ask for, you know, is simply to be doing the best that we can do. But within that, like, you can't rush the process past what is reasonable. And so being able to use the lessons of those before us and apply them so that we can kind of like hopscotch, but at the same time, we're not being ignorant when we're being shown like the issue within what we're trying to say, you know, like if somebody sees a problem with it, if somebody notices like the flaw within the diagram and is like, Hey, if we adjust that right there, this will be like flawless again. Why would we then just be like, no, it's fine. It's good enough. You know, like, especially with certain things in general, like, especially when science is applied in general, because usually if we're using science, it's for something important, whether it's like, I don't know, anything, really, even cooking, you know, like you got to be careful, you could poison somebody. (laughs) So just taking those moments of learning and looking at the processes and trying to improve on them rather than getting stuck in our ways of like, this is how I do it. And this clearly is the best way to do it because this is how I do it. You know, like it's a dangerous place to be, to think that you are the best simply because you're at the top, you know, like, um, I think that notion has been kind of shattered for a lot of us at this point of the person at the top being the most qualified. I You know, there's just, there's more to it than that. There really is. So being critical in this day and age is even more important. I don't know. I just remember back in school, like (laughs) in the weird crossover where the internet wasn't fully trusted yet. So like we could research papers by using the internet, but only partially. We weren't allowed to have like our entire Reese's that you found off of Wikipedia. You know, it was like, truly being critical of the sources that you found it from, which at the time was like going to the library to look at like an actual encyclopedia or finding some books that were like on that specific subject matter, which now is like obviously super difficult and you can do that kind of thing on the internet. But more what I'm saying is like being critical of the source. Like we have forgotten how important that aspect of it was. Like instead now we got comfortable with, the internet houses the resources that I used to find in a library or like at school, which is true, but it also houses else that is out there. So just taking that moment to remember our middle school and high school teachers that were all about us checking our sources and taking that with us as we're navigating all this stuff that's going on. Because Right now, especially, information is critical. And we are having to make these choices as far as like what we're doing with our personal safety. And the only way we can really make these decisions is with quality information. So like, be careful, check your sources. It's definitely a time where a lot is just being spewed out there, you know, be safe out there, you guys. (laughs) 
Um, let's go ahead and do a commercial for the culture on that note. My second commercial today is an artist who did an amazing piece of fan art of one of the characters um, and of Blood and Bone, Zaley. Um, the artist's Instagram handle is pencil underscore x underscore paper. So that's pencil x paper. Um, Tope Lueyo. I'm really sorry if I butchered your name, but your artwork is amazing and I absolutely adore it. So please give her some follows, give her some likes, and I'll make sure to put her information in the show notes below. <laughs> um, and with that, let's get on to our last show that I want to talk to you guys about. The last show that I want to get into this week is called The Rising of the Shield Hero. So... This one of like the three of the shows that I'm talking to you about is the one that has the most like action to it. So if you're somebody that really only cares about like fights and more of that engagement, then this would be the closest and the one I would most highly recommend it um, for you to watch. It is about four characters who honestly, it's like they kind of double layer the whole like getting zapped into an alternate dimension aspect as far as. There are four characters who get zapped from their modern day into this world. And each of the four characters are basically from like an alternate timeline of the same modern day. So even though all of them are from Japan, none of them are from like the same Japan. So that part I felt like was interesting. Interesting way to also make it so that it's not like possible for these people to know each other, <laughs> which... I don't know, is again, part of the layered aspect in the characters and like, man, I, the, the layers of the show on characters, on like society, as far as how we treat people, we treat symbols, how we treat just like how we treat our place in the world and how others treat us. You know, it's intense, just all the dynamics that they do. And honestly, the rigmarole that you go through as you are watching Naofumi have to try to, like, gain footing, figure out what he's doing in this world as the new shield hero, but also completely getting thrown under the bus pretty much any which way he turns and at the same time, making you feel like he's a royal dick about it. Like, it's just, it's so much. Because you just, like, you get it. But you're, like, you don't make anything better, dude. Like, you're not helping yourself at all. But at the same time, you completely understand where he's coming from. And it gives you a nice moment to really reflect on yourself. And, like, in his shoes, what would you Genuinely, what would you do? It's, I don't know, it's nuts to think about just constantly being tricked and deceived, but at the same time, being somebody that is looked to to save everybody and, like, is supposed to, again, be this, like, savant at it when you're not. You are absolutely not. You're, like, one of the biggest rubes of it all. Rubes, noob whatever you want to say, somebody that has no idea what is going on and is having to start at the most basic level. 
and figure out how to excel. And through that is able to become one of the only ones that's actually reliable in the whole situation, you know? Like, ugh, I guess that could be said for a lot of people. It's that whole notion, which again, comes up in a lot of animes, which I think is a good life lesson for everybody. It's easy to just label somebody as a genius and to disregard the hard work that they put in to have the hours that gets you the mastery of something. Like even though children and like people that are young can be super talented at things, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not working at it. You know, usually it's more that they're just passionate about it. And so like their hours of practice and things are something that they are enjoying doing. So it looks like play, but like, that's the secret, right? It's just doing it. Like Even if you're not super talented at it, as long as you keep putting in that repetition, sooner or later, you'll at least be better at it. You might not be like the master class at it, but you'll be better than when you started. And I feel like that should at least be part of the goal. <laughs> like That's how I'm taking my learning right now, you know? Like, Honestly, just trying to learn how to relearn because I've realized that how I learned while I was in school does not work for me as an adult. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but becoming an adult made me just like figure out that my prior learning style was fine for like regurgitation, but not for truly cognitively like retaining the stuff. And so having to get out there and figure out like, as I'm navigate, navigating new skills that I want to be able to implement as I'm like advancing in my career and things like that. Things and like my cosplay, learning how to sew and truly being able to like pay attention to measuring. I didn't understand how averse I was to geometry. Like I ran from that so hard when I was younger because it's just not something that I'm naturally good at. So having to take this moment of like laying out my patterns and figuring out how to best use all this fabric, especially right now, because I can't easily just go to the fabric store. So to make the most out of each and every piece that I have at my disposal right now is just like a challenge that I'm not able to just turn my back on and do something else. You know, it's like, it's one of those things that you're being met with of you need to try, you need to be kind with yourself and understand that you're going to struggle. And then like, you need to persevere and keep going. And like, I don't know. I just, I think that being able to watch some of these different Isekai shows in general help me beyond even just the ones that are like adventure or the sports ones that help get you kind of pumped because those genres always work for that. But being able to watch people that are so out of their element and are able to take that challenge and turn it into something either great or to just be able to really go back and like remember how grateful they were for the, what they had for like the old relationships and people that they had, the old support that they had. And just to like recognize the growth that they're having to endure and like that, that also is valuable, 
you know, like the journey is important, but like checking in with yourself and giving yourself the credit for like what you were doing and how you were dealing, no matter how others think you should be dealing, you know, like just give yourself your stars, (laughs) I guess is what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, give yourself your stars. Maybe I'm on an elementary school kick. Just everybody needs stickers right now. We all want a sticker. We all want a hug. I just want to go back to kindergarten. But again, because this is more of a serious series, the rising of the shield hero, it's more like on the scale of adult level stuff, watching what people in power are doing with their number one position and also their inability to learn like constantly choosing to make the same mistakes instead of number one letting go of their own ego or number two doing what they're supposed to be doing with their position which is governing for their people their country their nation their town even just their own like gilded group you know like being distracted with your own personal vendettas or agendas to the point where like it endangers you because you're just so focused on your own greed. Like that's the thing I think we need to be careful of when we are starting to create these new endeavors and like new paths within all of the change of like the workforce and just what we've realized on things we need right now and things that we maybe don't or ways that things can be better and adapted with the new escape of like not potentially being able to be in the same room with a lot of people anymore. Not abusing that as a way to like, I don't know, price gouge people, you know, like just figuring out ways to still remember our empathy and like keep everything in perspective, but like also to stay innovative. And like everybody knows that right now, like we're all trying to figure out ways to just survive and like thrive, if anything, you know? So as we're being creative and figuring out our new groove and scope that we want to dive into, like keeping in check a lot of the good that I'm seeing in everybody as far as like how we're there for each other as a whole and as a human population, you know, like we're able to look past these things that made us all others and remember that like we are all connected and we are stronger as a whole. Once again, we are better together. (laughs) But anyways, so hopefully... With those three, you at least are, like, intrigued into looking into the genre in general. Like, I highly recommend, obviously, the three that I kind of did a little bit of a dive, skim dive on. But if you want something that's super more action-packed that's in that uh, isekai vein, Sword Art Online is always a good one to go to. Um, It's kind of, like, a favorite amongst nerds in general um I don't know if you're not looking for anything like that then obviously the ones I recommended are good like there there's some romance to them none of them are like super raunchy or anything so I think that'll be good for people if you're not like super introed into anime yet it's good they're good like 
baby toe, you'll dip it and see if you like it kind of things. Um, Oh, and I want to do one more commercial for the culture before I get out of here. Um, I, so growing up for sure, I was always watching cartoons, but I didn't get cable until I was like, uh, I guess late high school. So even though I loved all of the like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and Disney Channel cartoons and stuff, and anytime I was at friend cable or like any of that kind of stuff, I definitely would like binge so hard on any of the series that were going. But when I got older, Avatar on Nickelodeon was one of my favorites. Like still is. It's absolutely a great show. You should watch it if you don't watch it or haven't watched it yet, then you're in luck because it's coming to Netflix. So newsflash on that. But anyways, back to the commercial. (laughs) So in the series, she is a water tribe princess, gorgeous drawing. Like she's great. Anyways, there is a cosplayer that did an amazing rendition of her, um, magica.png. So it's going to be at magic. And then an extra A dot PNG. Uh, like, I, she does great pieces in general. Like, she's definitely an amazing cosplayer. But Princess UA was just flawless. It was so great. So definitely give her a follow. Give her some likes. And with that, I think, uh, yeah, that's the end of this episode. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully this isn't too glitchy for you guys. I'm trying my best. I will see what I can do to make it as smooth as possible. But as you heard, I've been having some technical issues this whole week. So I just really was focused on trying to stay consistent and get you guys some content. But with that, um, if you want to give me any notes or send a shout out, tell me something that is worth a watch. I'm on Instagram at Colorado Blurred Girl. And you can shoot me an email at coloradoblurredgirl at gmail.com. Hopefully you guys have another great week. And I will be talking to you again soon. Bye.